bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Welcome along to the Talker United Yellow Army post-season podcast, the podcast that knows what lap to finish on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, quite right. Lots Uh, to talk uh, about. Quick reference to the uh, Giro Giro, d'Italia, where a young rider decided he got the finish wrong yesterday. He uh, did, he was six and a half kilometres still to go. Yeah, threw his arms up on the line and... uh, Yes, that's a question of sport moment coming up later. It is indeed. On uh, football, play On more. to football. Lots yeah. to talk about this week, even though the season is now almost two weeks gone. Is there's it? still plenty to talk about, isn't there? It seems like only yesterday. It is. We'll talk yeah. this week, we'll talk about retained lists, we'll talk about the reunion game, which was a huge success last week. There's another one this week as well. We'll look back to a trip to Wembley from nine years ago this Admission week. Admission prices. Admission prices. Yep. And we've got a bit of a rant on behalf of our dear friends up the road at Exeter City because they've been very hard done by, we'll by the, uh, the, the fixture yes. computer. Yeah. But we first don't of often all, lose too much sleep over our friends up no, the road. No, we but, don't. But, but they, uh, they've, been, um, they've been royally badly done oh, by yes. this, this week, I think. And yep. um, we'll talk about that a bit later on. Right. Onwards. The retained list yes. then, David. And... Uh, in some ways, I think the more you look at it, a, ra- a rather strange retained yeah. list in a way. I mean, you've, you've got a situation where Plymouth Argyle get promoted to League One <laughs> and release nine players. Yeah. United escape relegation on the last day of the season and release two. Uh, now, I know the situations are very different at the two clubs. Argyle are preparing for yeah. life in League One and they have to, Derek Adams has to take that into account and United are... Uh, you know, gearing up for taking stock again. I yeah, suppose, and with they? all the yeah. you know limitations and restrictions that go with life in the conference and and at Playmore. So uh, it's not as simple as you know, simple as picture as we've just painted it, really. But um, so where where do we stand? Who's in? Who's out? Well, who's just to go over ground. Most of, most of our listeners will will sort of be reasonably au fait with this, uh, probably. But uh, uh, two pl- only two players were definitely under contract, and that was Damon Lathrop, who got a two-year deal last summer when he joined from Aldershot, mm-hmm. and Sam Chaney, young midfield player who's obviously come up through the academy. Um, everybody absolutely <laughs> knows how much talent he's got, yeah. uh, as was spotted in the last game by that fantastic pass diagonal ball to uh, Brett Williams in the second half which he can hit him but uh, it's just a question of you know doing it on a regular basis doing as it, it but still enough, yeah. there we go so the, Lathrop and Shaney are, 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 were under contract Luke Young I understand had a two way option so United have uh, triggered that contract option and offered him a deal along with uh, Brendan when, Ward, when you the, say a two-way option, it doesn't. Well, mean, he could have gone to the club and said, "I have an option for a contract oh, next see. year. Please, yeah. may I have one?" Yeah. Uh, whether he did it or United did it, one yeah. way or another, he has been offered a new contract, uh, along with um, uh, six more players: Brendan Moore, the goalkeeper; yeah, uh, Sean McGinty, left-sided centre back; mm-hmm. um, Rory Keating. Yeah, thrusting young now, Irish striker. Kevin's been talking about him this week, hasn't he? Yeah. he Kevin clearly rates Rory Keating, well, doesn't he? Don't we all? Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think that would be one of the best bits of news. Um, that that, that uh, uh, you know he he is a work in progress. But if if that progress doesn't go somewhere, I'm a Dutchman, and um, and it would uh, be nice uh, to see him doing that work it, at Playmore yeah, over absolutely. the next season or so. Quite. 
and then off you go and play in League One or, or wherever he's going to yeah, end up. Either but, with us or, or, yeah. or, you know, but no, I think he's, he's and, and you know, Kevin Nicholson, I think, has done exactly the right thing yeah. by offering him another contract. We'll now see whether he accepts it. Dan Sparks has been offered a new contract. I don't think many United fans will be weeping over that. That's, that's um, what the Australians call a no-brainer, quite, isn't it, that one? Um, and also... Aman Verma and Courtney Richards, who are, of course, yeah. uh, Kevin Nicholson's captain and uh, vice captain and captain, respectively, mm-hmm. um, also offered a non-contract deal. Is is young Will Hancock, yeah. another uh, ex academy scholar who, who's come up through, uh, nineteen years old, I think he is. The last time I counted. See, it would um, be nice to see Will getting because when, well, when he played up at Aldershot, he came on as a sub at Aldershot and looked. Willing, eager, did a bit, got up and down the Absolutely. wing, and you see him play, and you think, you know, if he just got two or three games under his belt, I think this has been the main concern with him is is that since obviously the youth scheme closed and there's no reserve team, mm. uh, unless he goes out on loan, uh, yeah. uh, there is no way he's going to get regular football, and and lads like him at that age, that's everything, yeah. absolutely everything. It's, it's 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 important enough for a senior pro, but especially a young lad who's trying to make his way in the game and, imp- and impress people and, and uh, Will by all accounts I didn't actually see him in the couple of uh, FA Trophy ties that he took part in which mm. United won last season not uh, sorry in the, the previous season yeah. as it were 15-16 but by all accounts he did pretty well in those as well and helped to earn himself a contract yeah. uh, that's just finished and, and um, you know that's something which I'm sure Nicholson is is you know must have in mind for next year this business of trying to organise at least some more yeah. reserve, if you want to call it football, yeah. uh, next season, even if it's only a programme of friendlies. It, 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 it gives it, him a chance to look at trialists as well, doesn't it? Well, which which he's whole, not, he doesn't get otherwise. No, the whole bit. Yeah. So anyway, Will Hancock's has been yeah. uh, offered a non-contract terms. The two who've been released are Ben Gehring uh, and Charlie Duke. Yeah. Um, uh, ben Gehring has, has, has really done... You know, I think as well as anybody expected yeah. him to do uh, yeah. during his his time at Playmore. Well, he established uh, himself in that first team in the first part of the season. Yeah, that's right. And and there's a goal in him and yeah. and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But as the season went on, because uh, he got sent off a couple of times mm. and um, Sutton away, I seem to remember, and then Gates head away. Uh, United brought in other centre backs. Yeah. Uh, jiggled around at the back. I mean, Galifuoco played there. Verma played there. Roturner played there at one time. At one point, yeah. Um, and then eventually there was the ill-fated signing of Aaron Racine from Just going to mention that Forest yeah. Green Rovers, yeah. whom United, of course, have been paying for ever since. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, which you know, <laughs> quite considerable wages as well. So where does he um, stand now? What about Aaron Racine? Uh, well, is, he's is he's he out a, for a year. But I mean, is he a Torquay United oh, asset? No, no, no. no. He's, he's, a, he's a Forest Green player. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know whether his contract is due to be up at the end of this season or not. But he, yeah. he went back to Forest Green. But our agreement, the United's agreement, was to sign him on loan yeah. to the end of the season. And Forest Green said, "Well, you know, we didn't force Thank you, you very to do much. it." So yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, United had been picking up his wages. Um, uh, and then, of course, eventually Miles Anderson came in. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get on to him in a second. Uh, and. I think you know did pretty well really in the in the closing months yeah. of the season. Got, but bet- got better, I thought. Yeah, Miles Anderson. That's right. I mean, he started pretty good. Don't get me wrong, but I thought the last few games that we saw for him, he was he was rock solid. Yeah, um, and he got that goal, of course. And in then the last uh, game. absolutely, and then uh, Charlie Duke is is the other yeah. one who's been released. I feel a little bit sorry for Charlie Duke. I've always been a for right or wrong, a bit of a Charlie Duke fan. I think he's got something. Yeah, uh, but he spent he went back to the North West. He comes from Liverpool. 
uh, and um, was getting in at Ashton United on a regular basis in the Northern Premier League yeah. towards the end of the season and doing quite well, so I understand. But um, he has been released, which I think is a bit of a shame. It's another product of the former academy yeah, yeah. Um, that hasn't quite worked. Of course, the other we mustn't forget two more players that have left, which is Jamie Reid, who feels like he's been a United player for quite he some did, time. It was hard to, hard to get your head around the fact that he was on loan. Yes, quite, really? on loan yeah. from Exeter, yeah. he's gone back there, and Jordan Lee's gone back to Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, uh, now, um, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there'll be quite a few United fans who, who, who would be wondering whether one or either of those yeah. <laughs> two might come back on, a, on an extended I loan. Would, I would like to see Jordan Lee back. I, I really would like to. Like I don't think you're alone in that. No. Uh, um, and uh, considering the, uh, the bond of friendship that he and uh, um, Rory Keating struck up over the last few weeks of the season, I don't suppose he'd be, he'd yeah. be, he would uh, um, think too long about that. He might well come back. The trouble is, of course, that he did do well yeah. Uh, admittedly in a right midfield role rather than the right back position yeah. which he initially came in um, now whether Bournemouth on the back of that will be looking to get him out to a slightly higher club I'm not sure I, I, mm. I think he would benefit hugely from another, yeah. from another yeah. six, at least six months at United um, so we'll see whether Nicholson pursues that now we're left with it's a sort of a uh, this uh, is this is odd, isn't it? I, there's not really come across this before. No, there's a, there's a, there's a maybe five. Yeah, um, that's the Enid Blyton series that never really took <laughs> off, isn't it? <laughs> um, and uh, these are Giancarlo Gallifuoco, yeah, uh, Brett Williams, the leading scorer, uh, Nathaniel Rotona, uh, Miles Anderson, yeah, who we referred to, and Sean Harrod. Those are on a five possibles list. Okay. Um, now, uh, so no, no offer has been made to those exactly. Five they, they've gone away to consider their positions. Yes. Basically, that seems to have been the case. Kevin was talk. Kevin Nicholson was talking very fulsomely about all of them in yeah. his retained list uh, um, announcement. Uh, which sort of made you wonder a little bit. Well, <laughs> if you think that much of them, <laughs> uh, but. We're moving towards a situation, uh, and this is for me the kind of the, the, the feeling about the list is that should, for instance, a man Verma and Courtney Richards accept their contract offers, yeah, that would mean that United would already have five midfield players signed. Uh, uh, oh, and Luke Young, of course. Yeah, you'd have Lathrop, Cheney, Young, Verma, and Richards, all yeah. five midfield players. Now that more or less ties up your midfield. It means you're not going to be looking for any more. Well, feel, that's presumably. right. Quite. Yeah. And so that was that was a slight question mark for, yeah. for, for me. Uh, and the second thing is that should, say, two or three of the five maybes, Gallifuoco, Williams, Rotona, Anderson and Harrod, actually come back and say, yes, we'd love to re-sign, shall we sit down? You're, you're not moving far away from the team that United have had no. for most of this season. And was, uh, um, was that... Is that team good enough to then turn us into that top ten well, team that I, we I, think I we think, should be? You know, it's very easy for us to sit around the table uh, at this distance and go, you know, well, why hasn't he done that, and why yeah. hasn't he done that, and why is he doing that? There, there are all sorts of things that feed into this. Um, there's availability of players. There's the wages on offer, and I'm not in the least surprised that nobody's come out with any great um, uh, yes, we're throwing money at it, no, we're not stuff. The moment you come out in any division, uh, I saw very interestingly the Oxford chairman yeah. over the last couple of days came out and said, oh, we're going to try and make sure we have one of the best budgets in League One next season. 
Pardon? Uh, yeah. Well, every agent from uh, uh, his, it'll be a his outside his door. A- absolutely. It'll be you like don't... Wrexham were last season. Exactly. Yeah. You don't come out and say things like that, do you? No. And sure enough, it looks like now there's going to be a. Ta- he probably knew there was a takeover coming at Oxford. Um, I bet the new owners were really pleased with yeah. uh, him saying that they were going to have one of the biggest Big budgets budget. in League One. But uh, so you don't come out with all that stuff. Of course, you don't unless you know unless you lost the plot. Um, uh, and you know Nicholson has got to. You know, juggle the yeah. money available, and uh, he's got to. I think he was very strong all of last season on the whole team spirit business yeah. and the tightness of the squad. Now, uh, you know, I, I, being a sort of a cold, hard, nasty journalist, I, I'm okay. That's great. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, I tend to think that the only happy dressing rooms are winning dressing rooms, really. If you've got a happy dressing room that's losing every week, there's something wrong. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, I see um, your point. And yeah. and uh, 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 it, it's and also I, I think as well when you look down the list of players that United had last season, everybody talks about and we've talked about it on this you know podcast before about the whole problems of the geographical situation of the club yeah. and getting players yeah. to uproot and coming down here and all that kind of stuff. But when you think about it, last summer, Kevin Nicholson with the budget he had then. Managed to persuade Damon Lathrop, Sean McGinty, Dan Sparks, yeah. um, uh, uh, Brett Williams, yeah. uh, Roe Turner, um, and then eventually players like Anderson and Harrod to come down and play for Torquay United. Yeah. And uh, pretty well most of them did. Um, so it, it doesn't, just because we're at, you know, we're mm. 85, 90 miles west of Bristol, it doesn't preclude United from. Offering a package that players will certainly uh, go for at this level, because and particularly so, yeah. because if you sell it properly, I yeah. know the wages aren't you know may or may not be the best in the division. They're certainly not the worst in the division by a long way, but it's how you sell the thing to them. And, and when the, the club's facilities, the club's assets are quite a- attractive to players and uh, and staff coming down. Aren't damn they? right, yeah, absolutely, and and you know. I think we met, I may have mentioned you know on the podcast a couple of weeks ago talking to Hakan Haretin after uh, before the um, Braintree game the Braintree yeah. manager and he was asking he was looking around Playmore and admiring the pitch and saying you know is it true there's a hostel for players yes there is is it true you got quite a nice training ground out at Sealhane yes they have blimey he said yeah. <laughs> you know what a setup this is um, so uh, you know United you know art ought to be and mm. especially on the way of the, on the back of the way they finished and a lot of people around this league and around the country when they saw Torquay had stayed up 2-0 against North Ferriby 4000 plus at Plainmore yeah. that went down I know for a fact it registered all around the league in other words it just underlined that on top of your Tranmere's and Wrexham's and uh, um, older shots and yeah. all the other ones. Uh, there's a proper club down here, yeah, and, did, uh, and and it's waiting to take yeah, off. The potential is there, isn't it? I mean, nobody's saying that Torquay is a sleeping giant. That would no. just be stupid. But there is potential to go exactly. further, isn't there? Yeah. And uh, so, uh, I'm sure Kevin Nicholson has, has been grappling with all of these factors and yeah. and, and trying to. He, he he is trying to create some room and 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 to, for, for new signings, and quite rightly so, because where United finished and where they performed for most of last season 
um, you know, demands new signings. Yeah. You know, uh, um, can't uh, do it again. Well, you we said this last year, but we can't do it again. No, and 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 it demands. You know, Kevin himself on the very last day of the season came out and he said, "Oh, I've made a huge amount of mistakes." Uh, he's since said that he made made mistakes on recruitment. Yeah. So you know, he clearly has to be looking for new blood and, and new faces. And I know that he and Jeff Harrop, the general manager, and especially Dave Hedges, um, the, the, the new head of recruitment, who's a character who uh, we're hoping to do an interview for next week's uh, a piece to give people a bit more of an insight yeah. into him. A lot of the United supporters have been going, who is this Dave Hedges sitting in Brist up near Bristol? You know, does he, do we really need a head of recruitment? Well, the, the more you find out about him, the, the more you realise he's quite a clued-up guy with a with a yeah. pretty good track record. And so they're all feeding in at the moment into yeah. trying to to nail down those signings, which a will make United better and b will shift some season tickets. Yeah. Yes, because the weather brings us very. That was almost as if we'd rehearsed that day, which, which clearly we haven't. <laughs> and uh, we haven't. The admission prices came out this week. Yeah, as well, yeah. Season tickets, um, uh, um, and I think everybody had been waiting for them. Uh, quite right too. Um, uh, still cheaper than they were six years ago. By yeah, the way, yeah. um, I know that the 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 the, the two hundred pound season ticket offer. Uh, I don't think anybody expected that to be repeated. No, and, it was um, a great offer, though. It, it was it, it was appreciated. It was, uh, but and, it's not going to happen again. And, and best part of eleven hundred people snapped yeah. them up, and and uh, and it provided some revenue at a pretty low time in the club's yeah. year. Um, so. Uh, you know, I still think the season tickets are pretty good value. Um, it's two hundred and fifty quid, isn't it, for yeah, um, on the pop, pop side? side yeah, yeah. Uh, on the early bird offer. Um, it's a bit of an old chestnut with me. I, I'm I'm a bit of a one for trying to keep as many young people coming through the gate yeah. as possible. And I do think United have missed a bit of a trick in that kind of eighteen to early twenties age group. Yeah, um, where um, you know youngsters don't have a huge amount of disposable income uh, whatever they do probably goes on transporting themselves around in the evenings um, undoubtedly uh, yes uh, yeah. and um, you know automatically you know from, from under 16s where they were paying a fiver to get in and their mums and dads were probably helping them all of a sudden uh, yeah. it costs considerably more than that uh, and it's practically inviting them to turn away and not and not yeah. come for a few years. It doesn't mean that they're not supportive supporters of the club, but they don't they don't come on a, on a regular basis. And it was just a bit of a thing with me. I noticed that Macclesfield had introduced a specific under twenty five season ticket yeah. cut price under to, to tap into that age group. United hadn't done that. Maybe it's something for the future. Yeah, and, maybe um, next year. But yeah. I, on the whole, I, th I still think it's pretty good value. As I say, it's. Uh, Play more uh, football at playing more. <laughs> All right, I know we're in the conference and we were in the football league six years ago, but um, you know, I think uh, it, it's still not bad value it's given bad day out, the way it? the world no. has gone. Indeed. Now it's, let's get to the actual football. Then we haven't um, there no friendlies planned. As not yet? announced yet. Not I know there are a yet. couple sort of in the pipeline, but yeah. n none announced yet. Okay. Um, you know, the, uh, this is why you know, every, this is almost the hardest working month of the season. Yeah. At a, at a professional football club there is so much to get done and to get planned and of course as we know from bitter experience uh, you get these decisions wrong in yeah. this month particularly on the football side mistakes you make in May you don't put them right yeah. it's very yeah. difficult yeah. to put, put them right you get your recruitment wrong at this time of year you pay for it big time later you get it right 
and you get the benefits of it later. Yeah. And um, it's it's a very and that's just on the football side. On, yeah. on as you're referring, obviously, to other stuff. You've got you know commercial decisions being made, ticket prices, pre-season friendlies, all the nuts and bolts that yeah. go into making the thing work on a day-to-day basis in the future. So no no word on the friendlies yet, but we'd be amazed if Tony Pulis wasn't involved somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he usually fancies coming down to the West he Country loves it. for a, for he, a, he a loves short evening week or a anymore, long doesn't weekend, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Opened, I think he opened Bristow Spence, didn't he? <laughs> I think he did, um, yeah. Uh, we like Tony, don't we? Yeah, yeah. That, that's right. So... Um, uh, and and it's all part as well, and we'll come on to this in a second uh, with the uh, reunion game last Sunday of just keeping and developing these contacts with, you know, yeah. higher clubs that hopefully can send you some players like Jordan Lee, yeah. who can help you big time just when you perhaps need it. Now that went well, didn't it? The reunion game, absolutely at the weekend. fantastic. You enjoyed yourself. Didn't well, you? I did mainly because <laughs> I, I, I kept bumping into so many people I knew, which is a bit, <laughs> bit from the from the dim and distant past. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I, when you set up these games, the, these reunion matches, you get loads of people on the end of a phone to the organizer. And by the way, hats off to Mark Forrester, former United trainee, who put in so much work to pull all this thing together. Um, he's the new manager of Gampton. Good luck yeah. with that as well, by the way, yes. uh, Mark. Um, uh, but of course, it originally started off as just a bit of a weekend get-together for yeah. all the trainees or as many as possible of the trainees who had come up through the club and gone on to either good careers or good jobs and good lives under Paul Compton, United's yeah. former youth coach, who f- phenomenal record he had producing yeah. players over... He was here in several guises over the years, but about 20 years. And it, that's how it just started. And then all of a sudden, the thing just snowballed and people started ringing it. Yeah, I'm up for that. I'm up for that. I'm up for that. Then they said, right, well, we'd we better have a game while we're down here. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I think people like Alex Russell, who lives at Bristol, said, well, well I'll, get the, <laughs> I'll get the 2004 team together. And just the response of the players in, uh, involved... Uh, it, Some of it, them came from a long way oh, away, didn't they? Absolutely. I yeah. mean, in the end, it was a question. It was more a question of who wasn't there than, yeah. than, than who was. Run and through, run through some of the names who were there for us. Then. Well, well, uh, obviously in Paul Compton's yeah. uh, uh, time, there was people like Paul Hall, winger, uh, um, Darren Moore, Scott Colcom, Chris Curran, although he didn't play, um, Steve Tully, um, Tom Stocko. I'm missing some already how's um, how's big Darren Moore Darren Moore fantastic form yes and I'll tell a a good little story that that he told me uh, over the weekend about him Um, and then uh, of course there was the the, the Leroy Rossini's promotion team he he sent his apologies he couldn't actually make it and there was a couple who couldn't it would have been great if Steve Woods could have made it Kevin Deard and the goalkeeper Um, and one or two couldn't Gary Monk by the way who was a a Compton trainee and Luke Guttridge who was another one both involved in um, uh, uh, league commitments yeah. at Leeds you United and Luton that. Town yeah. that, that, that they couldn't make it um, but on that side all I mean you know Reuben Hazel um, uh, Brian McGlinchey Lee Cannaville uh, Alex Russell Kevin Wills Kevin Hill uh, the striking partnership of David Graham and Joker Four yeah. um, uh, and, uh, uh, and quite a few others from that squad uh, but also on top of that there were lads who, who who heard that it was going on, fancied being part of it, and said, well, we'll come along and help out, like Paul Gibbs from the uh, uh, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Hodges yeah. Playoff, yeah. playoff team. 
uh, uh, Guy Branston turned up and took part. Um, Tom Kelly, yeah. who made his debut for United in 1986. That's 31 years ago. He turned up and, yeah. p- and played. Um, uh, Lee Russell, yeah. good central defender who played United for several years, still lives in the area. And alert as many people as possible who just come along and help. And because it was all in aid of... Raised some money as well, didn't they? Phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was no, there was, there were just donations at the gate. In the end, uh, I was told that there was so much money in in the collecting boxes that they didn't have room for any more. And they were uh, whether they did send back for some more or, yeah. or, or it was a apocryphal tale. I'm not quite sure. But they were they were Rokoff were completely knocked out. Lots of the players brought memorabilia. Uh, David Graham brought his his statuette, his Player of the Year trophy, and had that auctioned yeah. to go into the pot. Um, and it was just apart- good, good all it, round. It, Everything it, it was, ticks every box. By the sound it, of it, absolutely. Yeah. And there was, I think, from what I was told, the best part of six hundred people turned up and watched. Um, but also, <laughs> the thing that amazed amazed me was, well, knowing the characters involved, you shouldn't be amazed really. Was how seriously they took it once they got out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there was no mucking about, and and quite a few people who you'd have expected to, um, so we say, go through the motions. Yeah, uh, uh, it was it was a, a decent game. How Joker Four isn't playing football league uh, uh, league football? I don't know. He looks absolutely Still fantastic. Well. Yeah. yeah, tremendous. Yeah. Tony Beddo, of course, was there. Yeah. Um, scored a goal, didn't he? Scored two. Scored two. I saw a picture yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bed scoring. Um, I, apologies to the many that I've many. Yeah, lads I put you on I've, the spot there. No, 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 absolutely. Um, but it was just a really good day. Everybody got stuck in. They yeah. had a go. David Graham, who, who's not playing now, he lives up in Sheffield. How he hung out there for most of the afternoon, I don't know. I expected to see him putting his hand up after half an hour and said, "I'll come off." No, he, he was he was for carrying on. Yeah. Um, but no, and and of course the other thing is that is that for older people like you know like me who who sort of covered it and knew them so well, there was an awful lot of reminiscing going on yeah. over the weekend. And um, one fantastic story which will, which will, will ring a bell with some of the many older United supporters, not that much older United supporters. In 1996, when um, Neil Warnock had come down mm-hmm. to take over United in a pretty low ebb. Yeah. Um, uh, we were heading for relegation out of the league at that time, and Neil came down initially with uh, Kevin Blackwell, and then brought Donna Reardon. Do you remember? I remember. As, yes. As, as yeah. Sort of, he eventually became sort of player manager, didn't he? Um, but uh, United stayed up effectively with a one-nil win at Carlisle on the penultimate day of the season. Uh, Dwayne Darby scored, and there was huge celebrations. Everybody was massively relieved. It had been a great, es- another great escape. Yeah. Uh, and United were due to play Gillingham at home on the last day of the season. Gillingham had also stayed up on the penultimate day. Halifax went down yeah. that year. So United playing Gillingham, both teams safe. Bit of a party atmosphere of playing more. I know there was an awful lot of shirt swapping going on that <laughs> afternoon. Five and a half thousand turn up at Playmore yeah. for a get for a dead yeah. rubber, effectively. Anyway, um, it's a bit of a celebration. Everybody's relaxed and smiling. Gillingham fans came down mob-handed. I think they'd already booked because they thought it might be the decider. I kind of remember this game. Yeah, it's a lovely sunny day, and and everybody was knocked out how many people turned up because there was nothing effectively riding on the game. Both teams were safe. Anyway, United are a goal down at half-time. By the way, another name that's just come in, Adrian Foster, who scored quite a lot of goals over a couple of years. He did. He had a um, real purple patch, absolutely, didn't he? Absolutely. Yes, he yeah. turned up and got stuck in big yeah. time as well. Good to see him. Um, 
at half time, uh, United are one down against Gillingham, and Darren Moore was telling me this this story that Neil Warnock and I think Gillingham had. Do you remember a character called Leo Fortune West? Yes, I do. Big, yeah. big, yeah. tough, yeah. bruising centre forward. Anyway, they were one up at half time, and um, Neil Warnock walks in and absolutely slaughters Darren Moore, who's only an eighteen-year-old young centre half <laughs> taking his first steps in the game. And um, uh, Darren was saying he walked in and he, you call yourself a bloody centre half. He said, "When are you going to get stuck in?" You know, he said he's pushing you around. And he started throwing metaphorical cups around the place. Yeah, and Darren. Darren stood there, took all this flack. And Neil Warner said, "If you don't get booked in the centre half, I tell you what, I'll pay your fine if you get booked in the in, in the second <laughs> half." Wiped the floor with Darren, who was feeling pretty sorry for himself, sitting in the corner, thinking his career was coming to an early end. Uh, and he said that Neil then turned around and walked over to the other side of the dressing and put his arm around Dwayne Darby, who, in Dar- Darren's words, had not done an awful lot in the first <laughs> half. Put his arm around him and said, "You're doing great. Keep going. You know, it will come." And, and Darren was saying, I looked across, how's he got away with it? How's he? I hear Neil Warnock has absolutely battered me. It went out in the second half. United won 2 1. In Darren's memory, da- uh, Dwayne Darby scored twice in the second half. And United <laughs> won 2 1. Uh, and then Neil Warnock then insisted on presenting the Young Player of the Year award to Darren Moore in the grandstand. I remember that little scene yeah. there. And he came in after the game, put his arm around Darren, Darren gave him a big hug and said, well done. And, but Darren said to me, he said, it taught me more in one day about man management. Yeah. He, he, knew, he knew, Neil Warnock <laughs> knew that Darren Moore could take it, yeah. but that maybe Dwayne Darby couldn't. But he said, I, Darren was saying to this day, I'll never forget how angry I felt when he walked across that dressing room and put his arm around Dwayne, who, of course, they were ex-trainees together. Yeah. They were huge buddies. And he got and, the best um, out of both of them. And he got the best the out of both half. of them in, in, in the second half. Clever yeah. man. Now, there's another reunion game this week, isn't yes, there? Yes, there is. Uh, um, it's it's a, um, a talk of United sort of Legends eleven. Uh, again, in in, yeah. in aid of Rowcroft against Riviera mm-hmm. United South Devon League team. I think there's obviously a, a few contact yeah. uh, uh, links there. Um, uh, that's all on the club's website. I'm, I'm profuse, we profuse apologies for not. Um, I'll put the details uh, into the story uh, that the goes case alongside time, this. But, um, but uh, um, yes, yeah, get, get along. That's another one. No admission. Price. I think this is quite a good idea these days for those games, isn't it? You just go along and, and make, make a, a donation. donation. Yeah. Um, and people were extraordinarily generous last Sunday. I mean, you know, it was really, really good. Um, so yeah, and, and it was coming a week after the yeah beating North Ferriby and staying up. I think everybody was dreading how everybody would feel if United had actually gone down, which of course you know, thankfully they didn't. And people responded wonderfully well and uh, um, and I think now there's a feeling of well and all, all, a hell of a lot of the players who were there uh, um, I mean Lee Cannaville David Grant from Sheffield Lee Cannaville came from Nottingham loads of lads from London yeah um, uh, and you know most of them were come on we've got to do this again sometime so yeah. uh, um, I wouldn't be at all surprised if that sort of stuff um, good and there's such a, it's such a just underlines you know, I know we're talking Torquay United here and not Manchester United, but it just underlines, you know, what a rich heritage yeah. there still is around the club, and and how fondly a lot of the players who played for it over the years still uh, still remember their time here. Indeed. So we're heading right towards the uh, the tail end of the football season now. Just a little reminder: it's nine years ago yesterday that Torquay played in the FA Trophy final at Wembley Whoa. against Ebbsfleet. Dear, dear. 
Lost could, the game when Nico played, obviously. He did. In that could one. we get ourselves up for that? Wouldn't it be great to do that? Well, again? no, I, I'm just going to say oh, you, on could, the day we couldn't, and, no. and 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 I don't think an awful lot of supporters could either, because of course the 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 the, the, the run into that had been that defeat by Exeter City in the playoff semi-finals, what, yeah. 10 days before, something yeah. like that. What a two-legger that was. Oh. We went up there and, and really turned them over up there, well, and, we and, got and a, they the, came and returned the compliment. Yes, they, they did, with uh, Christopher Broski's last-minute goal at St James' yeah. Park, and coming home 2-1 up against the old enemy, I think we... And then Kevin Hill scored to make it 3-1, didn't he, on aggregate, yeah. and we all... I, I, can't, I can remember, I, I have never heard, to this day, I've never heard a roar like the one that went up when uh, uh, Hilly stuck that to yeah. make him 3-1. It was almost like, <laughs> yes, this is the salvation had finally had finally arrived and we yeah. were going back up and they weren't. And, um, and, it, it, and didn't it turn around massively in the last 20 minutes? It's almost as if we had a, have a podcast rule that we have to mention this bloke once a week, but Wayne Carlyle was the architect he of was, our downfall. That yeah, night, he was, he? and then he joined us, of course, yeah, a year later. He did. Um, but, um, no, so... You remember uh, who uh, was man of the match that day? In the final at, in the at final, Wembley? Scored the only goal of the game and was Chris man McPhee. of the match. Chris McPhee. Chris McPhee, who I think is playing for Biddeford these days, isn't is he? he? Yeah, 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 he lives in Newton Abbott, or he did the last time I heard, and then joined Torquay, of course, uh, yeah. in the wake of that. Um, but no, it was one of those days where did we really want to go? Uh, and and because so the really important stuff had already been. Yeah. But of yeah. course, a trip to Wembley is a trip to Wembley, and, and I, I just don't, I think most of the players it had been a very long season as well, cup runs. Yeah. And most of the players, I think, had left their shooting and best boots back on the pitch yeah, that night a, against it Exeter. It wasn't a great day, was it, that one? But, uh, but thankfully, of course, we went back a year yeah. later and finished the job. But um, uh, no, that, that's absolutely right. Uh, um, it was a, a funny old day. That brings us to um, a, a word for the other two Devon teams. Argyle, well, talking of Exeter. Argyle promoted, but yeah. Exeter, their playoff semi-final on Sunday at Carlisle kicks off at 6.30pm for the benefit of Mr Sky. Yeah, there um, you go. Uh, um, Monday is it, isn't a bank holiday by any chance, is it? Is it hell? No. no, no. So if you're if you're an Exeter fan, you're going to get back in the... Oh, it's going well, to be whenever, getting light. You'll be getting whenever. back with the milkman, I would yeah. have thought. And um, uh, uh, good luck to them. Uh, yeah. we, I think we all know what... Having been in the conference and played on every single day of the week <laughs> when, yeah. when, when, when so. they were in the old conference, United, um, uh, you know... Has anybody given a thought? I mean, there's no thought given to the fans there at all. Is there not one? No, uh, especially with the distance that that yeah. that, that, that involves. Um, and also, I mean, good luck to them, by the way. Yeah, good. Uh, um, yeah, good luck. Uh, good uh, they luck lost indeed. at home to Carlisle, didn't they? They're in yeah. their semi-final opponents. That, that's 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 a throwback. I remember to 1987. Cyril, uh, 87-88 yeah. Cyril Knowles' first season here, where we lost at home to Scunthorpe. Uh, needing a point for automatic yes, promotion. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't quite the case at St James Park last weekend, but uh, lost at home to Scunthorpe and went straight into a two-legged semi-final with Scunthorpe, beat them. And what a two-legged semi-final exactly. that was. Yeah, the, yes. you, you wouldn't forget that in no, hurry. Uh, and then lost to Swansea over two legs in the final. But um, So good luck to the Grecians. Yeah. Um, uh, in some ways... We'd rather they stayed in League Two because uh, we don't want both Plymouth and uh, uh, Exeter two leagues ab- uh, above us. But we don't. Um, good luck to them anyway. Yes, um, and also, uh, it's the play- it's the uh, it's our playoff home, final, isn't it's, it? It's, yes. it's yeah. the uh, it's the con- sorry the Vanarama National League playoff final uh, on s- Saturday. 
Sunday, 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 sorry, it? Sunday at three yeah. o'clock. Yeah. Forest Green Rovers against Tranmere Rovers. Well, uh, along the lines of what we've just been talking about, uh, they only qualified for that game last weekend. They've had seven days, or will have had, and effectively it's not seven, is it? It's five. Yeah. To shift tickets. Yeah. For that final, and the, that's I mean, no time to no. prepare, is it? For, and they're two very well supported teams, but it'll look, Wembley will look empty. Well, of course, it's a double game because the Vars final is being yeah. held there before. It's, it's it's the Wembley big day, non-league day out. But you know, goodness sake, played um, at Villa Park. You know, yeah. it, it's well, but it's the length of time between the semi-final and the final. Yeah. All right, the two teams can probably get their heads around it, but but the the, the supporters who won't have known until last weekend whether they were going or not, mm. you know, the two clubs for a, for an occasion which ought to be a revenue earner and a real money spinner, I've I've no doubt, you know, that the, the staffs of the two clubs must must have been having nervous breakdowns this week, you know, and and supporters have got to start making arrangements. They've got to start, you know, all yeah. the things that. <laughs> Speaking as a cl- as a club that's been to Wembley five times, um, all this sort of stuff takes organising, and yeah. to and and to have that final only a week after the semi final, I think is is. I know that you've got all these commitments. Wembley is t- the dates are taken, and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and it well, is, but it don't, is don't difficult. Play it but there. Well, don't, uh, well, don't play now, it there. Now you're yeah. talking. Now don't, you're talking. Just don't play it ever no, again. Well, yeah. What Wembley. about Villa Park? Yeah. Eh? Yeah. Why not? Uh, the Hawthorns, yeah. something like that. Miles better, more accessible, etc. Who's, et cetera, et cetera, who's going to win that one, by the way? Before we pack up, because this is the longest podcast we've done for a long time. No, is it? Oh, um, um, who's going to win that one? FGR or Tranmere? I'll go for Tranmere Rovers. Yeah, yeah I think they might just have the edge. Um, I think uh, Kevin Nicholson said, and I didn't dis- disagree with him during the run into the season when he was asked about Lincoln and Tranmere that Tranmere actually, man for man, had the strongest squad in, in yeah. the National League this season. Lincoln were the best side, the best team, without a shadow of a doubt, and they proved it. But uh, uh, Tranmere have got the best all-round squad. Mickey Mellon, the manager, yeah. is a been-there-done-it T-shirt man. Uh, not that Mark Cooper at Forest Green hasn't. Uh, um, Tranmere will have... Yeah. Good Great sides. support yeah, there. Good, uh, uh, good luck to Forest Green. They've been trying and trying and trying. And Dale Vince is still saying the chairman there, don't worry, we will be a league club one day. Yeah. Whether it's this year or not, we're not quite sure. Um, so if Tramley so, do win that, it's Boxing Day, New Year's Day again. Then oh, wait, that's a and point. Well I, done. I, see, I quite hope Tramley go up because yes. I like the catering at Forest yeah. Green. <laughs> <A bit laughs> the veggie, veggie catering yeah, suits me right. fine. Yeah, no, and, and and it's a good deal easier to get there than it is. Oh, I dread to think where we'd be going if we if we haven't got Forest yeah. Green because Newport didn't come down. We yeah. were looking forward to them coming down, didn't we? But we'll talk about that next week's podcast. We'll have a look at who's uh, who's in our division. Should be next year. a bit more news by next week yeah. on all sorts of. Issues, players, um, uh, pre-season.